morning is John chapter 8, verse 12. If you could please stand for the reading of God's word. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The word of the Lord. Thank you for that. Um, Is it okay if I move some of this stuff here? Okay, I don't want to mess up anything that might be being planned. You may have noticed, um, I hope you did, uh, that uh, the front of your bulletin gives you a title to this morning's sermon. Um, don't pay attention to that. <laughs> I goofed up. Uh, poor communication on my part. I, uh, it's a long story. I'm not going to take time. But anyway, um, our... Uh, if you weren't here, I think I preached this about five or six weeks ago. So um, maybe maybe I should maybe <laughs> maybe it should have been maybe I didn't do a very good job. Maybe I should do it again, huh? But uh, anyway, this morning um, it's been an interesting it's been an interesting. Um, I was trying to think how many weeks. I think it was the last week of October, the last Sunday in October. Um, I remember that because my kids were here from Oklahoma, and um, then all of November and December, it's uh, gone really super fast. It really has. And um, I want to say a a huge uh, thank you to everyone. Uh, You've made it very easy uh, for me to be here and to be uh, a part of uh, this uh, this church, to be a part of this group, to be a part of each and every one of you and get to know each of you um, better. Um, I'm terrible with names and it seems like the older I get, the worse I get. Um, Some of you may be able to uh, understand that. But uh, anyway, I just want to say thank you. And um, you've been very gracious, very kind. Um, very loving, very caring, and, 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 it, and it shows. Um, I am uh, very thankful that you are the church that my friends, uh, Sid and Julie, have chosen to be uh, your pa- be a pastor of, um, because uh, I've gotten just a little bit of glimpse of how uh, how wonderful a group of people you are. So, um, thank you. Um, maybe Sid will ask me to come back. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Um, or you. Um, thank you very much. And um, thank you for this morning, for the music, and for that time of prayer. That was, uh, that was awesome. It's been an awesome time of worship. It's interesting now that uh, all of a sudden the sun has popped through the clouds and it's light. 
Um, maybe that's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. Um, the title of my uh, message this morning, uh, again, it's just a, a it was a short scripture, but I think it's a very um, poignant one. Um, Jesus, the light of the world. Uh, we've been uh, these last four weeks focusing on his coming and his birth and everything that surrounds this glorious, wonderful time of the year. Uh, the opportunity to be uh, able to celebrate together, um, especially in the midst of everything that's been happening over these last few years, uh, last few months, weeks, years, couple years. Why am I so nervous today? I'm never this nervous. This is weird. Um, but uh, anyway, as I was thinking, looking forward to this week, and and uh, you know, Christmas was yesterday, and and uh, now it's the day after Christmas, and I was thinking and praying and wondering. You know, it's not New Year's yet. That'll be for Pastor Sid next week to you know to to speak about New Year's and the new year, but I'm, there's kind of this lost spot in between Christmas and New Year's. And and uh, the idea of light and of Jesus being the light, and I think about at Christmas time, I, um, for years and years and years when we left Ohio um, and moved to Colorado Springs to go to Bible College, um, Karen made... Uh, a promise, and we made an effort um, every year to go back so that grant, that uh, her folks could be with their first grandkids. So it became kind of a tradition in our family that we would be gone over the Christmas holidays, uh, that we would be with family um, back in Ohio. The COVID thing kind of put the hurt on that last year, and now it's again this year. Her parents or her mother's elderly is getting older now, and we just didn't feel comfortable. I don't know. Anyway, all that to say is um, so we never did a huge amount of decorating at our house. I mean, we have the Christmas tree, and we have decorations, and we enjoy all of that. Um, but I never really realized how many people decorate the outside of their homes and the different kinds of... I mean, they did it back there, but it was a small town out in the country. It wasn't, you know, like Windsor, Loveland, Fort Collins, Longmont, everything. It's just like almost one big, huge metropolis, it seems like. And so everywhere you go, you see all these lights. And uh, I wondered, as I was thinking and praying... On the 26th, do the lights get shut off around? I mean, do the lights, they just turn the lights off the day after Christmas and, you know, we forget about Christmas or do the lights stay on? And I was thinking about light and Christmas and here's where we've landed this morning. Jesus, the light of the world. I, one of the things that we've done over the years as a, as a family, um, is we watched the movie at Christmas time, Christmas Vacation. You don't know how many moose mugs I've gotten, you know, eggnog moose mugs and Clark stuff that my kids have gotten me over the years. And um, 
Clark Griswold is a, if you haven't seen it, and I'm sure everybody has, is a, is a character of a family man full of over-the-top Christmas cheer. I mean, he just, he, he, he just goes to every end and extent that he can go to to create this beautiful Christmas where all the family will come together and there'll be just joy over the top and there'll be love and there'll be, you know, it's just the perfect Christmas. And, um, he loves all the festivities. He romanticizes. Uh, what it would be like for all his loved one, for all the loved ones and family to come together. Um, probably the thing that gave that uh, that really uh, I really enjoy most about that movie is Clark's outdoor decorations. Um, he goes to the end of the world to put a light on just about every square inch of his entire property, his house, his yard. Um, all of those things, and the um, you know the it, it makes for a for just this big huge um, light, this big huge bright light in in the neighborhood, and um, it makes me think about this idea of light and. You know, he does go through everything where he can't figure out how to plug it in and turn it on, you know, uh, you know, whatever, all that stuff. But um, it's good intentions and poor execution. But Clark's actually paying appropriate homage to the birth of Christ with all those lights. Uh, John tells us uh, that uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was the light of the world. And then Jesus reflects, again, speaks about himself as being that light. And you can go all the way, as was mentioned this morning, clear back to the book of Genesis. Verse, chapter 1, verse 3. God created light. And so it has been part of the plan, as was mentioned this morning in our worship. And as we think about this idea of light um, uh, and the, the idea that it's meant to bring joy and happiness and to speak to the goodness of the season. Although many people don't recognize it maybe as much for the birth of Christ as they do an opportunity to decorate and put out lots of lights. But as last night I drove my son-in-law to the airport. He had a late flight, a red-eye flight. Um, my daughter and, the, and my grandkids had already driven to Florida. They have a condo down there. They live out by Eaton, but they also have a place in Florida. And so they were going down there. For Christmas, but I had an opportunity about 10 o'clock at night last night to drive home Christmas night and to look out across the landscape. That's one of the glorious things about living in Colorado. You can see forever and ever. I grew up in Ohio and you couldn't really see past the corn stalks. So um, as I drove home last night, I, I, I looked over just over the entire landscape and all I, and you see the lights out there and you see all of these bright lights yet in the midst of all those bright lights it's still dark 
No matter how many lights you put up, darkness at night still surrounds those lights. It still, it still um, does not create the same light that the created light of God shines on the world and also shines through his son Jesus into us. So as I, as I think about light, I was thinking about this idea of what, what are the benefits of light? And there's four, and then there'll be four more, and then I may give you four more. Who knows? We'll just keep going. First of all, light aids life. The first words God spoke into creation was, let there be light. And I've already mentioned that in Genesis 1. Before anything else in the world was created, God started with light. Life cannot exist without light. I mean, that seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? I mean... um, Light provides heat and light, and in the, in the summer and through the spring and the fall, we plant and we grow. Um, light provides life, and life cannot exist without light. Also, another thing about light is it empowers awareness. Without light, we'd be walking blindly around the world and in the world, filled with obstacles and pitfalls, and traps that are just waiting to ensnare us. So light empowers awareness. Light also offers clarity. Without light, we couldn't tell colors like blue from green or red or any of the others. Light and the reflection of light allows us to see with clarity colors and everything else. If we didn't have light, we wouldn't be able to see the diversity that's in all of God's creation. Darkness brings a measure of conformity. I think you would agree darkness kind of, you know, brings that everything together whereas light illuminates nuance and differences and diversity. Not only does light aid in life, light empowers awareness, light offers us clarity, and light encourages growth. Plants count on light in order to participate in the ordered system that God has set forth for them. Like photosynthesis, growth, and rebirth. We celebrate the birth of Jesus because we are a people who lean towards darkness and captivity. We want to do our own thing regardless of the consequences. And sadly, we are rarely self-aware enough to identify our own areas of need. Not to mention our lack of ability to empathize with the real needs of others. Luckily for us, Jesus says the light of the world brings us out of darkness, out of captivity, out of our change and our exile. Both what we create for ourselves 
and what is created for us. You see, Jesus is the light. He is the true cause for legitimate Christmas cheer. And that should never go away, even though it's the 26th. Okay? The psalmist says, What we have sown in tears, Jesus reaps for us in songs of joy. So let's do a little word moving around here. Okay? I'm not sure if there's actually a word for that. If it is, it's way beyond my comprehension. But anyway, yeah, Scrabble. (laughs) Let's consider the same benefits of light, but insert the name of Jesus in the place of light. The first is Jesus is life. In the Bible... It's easy to notice that Jesus was always changing people everywhere he went. He gave life to a few physically dead people. And we know those stories. But he also gave life to those who were with broken bodies, buried hopes. Blinding disabilities. It's the same today. Anyone who invites Jesus into their lives at any moment walks directly out of the darkness of exile and into the marvelous light and joyful light of Jesus. Jesus aids life just as light aids life. Not only does Jesus save life, but Jesus empowers awareness. Remember we talked about that. That light gives us awareness. Suddenly everything that was in the dark is now in the light. Suddenly all those things that we thought were hidden and buried are out in the light. Light brings and empowers awareness. When we communicate with Jesus personally... We're confronted with the ultimate truth which guides us into the best life that we can have. One that's filled with laughter and joy and songs. Jesus empowers awareness. I don't know if this is where it fits in, but it, I, I shared, I think, in the past few weeks or a few weeks ago that I... I, I I I like to listen to podcasts and history podcasts. Here I go again. And I've been listening to one about the fall, actually uh, over and over and over again, about the fall of the Roman Empire. And, you know, historically it's really cool, but really one of the episodes I listened to, actually it was yesterday, related the story of the Franks who were a... Uh, basically a barbaric clan who who lived in the area now which would be called like Belgium and the Netherlands and even eastern Germany. And how the Roman Empire, I told you a couple of weeks ago, was separated in that part of, the, of Europe um, by the Rhine River. And so anyway, it talked about how these Franks 
um, who were again a, a barbaric clan who had come into the into Roman into Rome. And the commentator, he doesn't really probably think too much about what he said when he read this, or when he when he told this story. But he said they brought with them their orthodox Christianity. So think about this. About 350 or 400 years now have passed since the death and, and resurrection of Christ. In the Middle East, in Jerusalem, and now clear over thousands of miles away, there's a barbarian group who were adherents to Orthodox Christianity. So don't pay real close attention to the Orthodox part, but just think of the idea of how the light of the world made it that far in that short a time. Without the Internet, you know, without media of any kind, uh, without airplanes, without, um, without trains, automobiles, any of that stuff. Yet the light of the world had already gone to the far reaches of the known world then, at that time. You see, light, or Jesus as light, empowers awareness. The world was already learning and knowing who Jesus was in that short of a time. Jesus offers clarity. Walking with Jesus allows us to appreciate the diversity of all creation. I'm sorry. <coughs> Including other people we wouldn't normally enjoy. Have you ever thought about that? <coughs> Have you ever thought about people that you enjoy being with in church and around church and because of our oneness in Jesus? Would they be your friends otherwise? You never know. You don't know. It's interesting to think about. It's interesting to put it in that perspective. How Jesus offers clarity and brings us together and our uniqueness is really what forms our oneness. Our uniqueness is really what forms, it, it, it creates the oneness that we feel with Jesus at the head. Jesus brings joy to our hearts and lightness to our lives that fear and worry cannot destroy. And number four, of that four, there's still several fours ago yet. G, this is my last day. I got to get it all in. There's a lot. <laughs> Jesus encourages growth. Jesus was a tremendous teacher who expected his biblical followers to actually do things he asked them to do. He would show and he would tell, then he would expect them to go and do. 
Jesus grows us by challenging our comfort zones, especially during the periods of captivity and exile and darkness, so that when we are liberated by His light, we can become smaller versions of His light for a world that desperately needs that warmth. Light and liberation have come in the person of Jesus. How do we respond to this Savior who transforms our sorrows into glorious celebration? And as I thought about how to kind of wrap this all together, I'm going to mix up some words again. Um, and I'm going to ask you to maybe put your name in there. In, the, in, in, in a way that, in that first point, Jesus' life, how has it affected me? Okay. Bruce, and maybe the words will change up. Do you have life? Do you have life? Have you seen the light? Have you, have you accepted the life, the light that Jesus has for us? Bruce, has Jesus empowered your awareness? Has living for him giving you new insight? That's what makes this alive. This words on these pages can be are two thousand years old. And you may wonder, you know, how does that affect me? Well, the light of Jesus gives you an awareness that makes what happens in here new over and over and over again. The awareness of the light in your life makes this new again. Bruce, have you received the clarity that comes, the clarity that Jesus gives? Do you appreciate the diversity of all people? Do you appreciate and, and, and not judge the diversity of others? And then finally, number four, Bruce, are you growing? See, Jesus encourages growth. Am I growing? Am I growing? Am I growing in my understanding? Am I growing in my, in my life? Am I growing in the way that I work with others, the way that I communicate with others, the way that I talk, the things that I do? It's a, it's a, it's an interesting way to think about it, how we've gotten from the idea of light and the creation of light and what light does in the world 
and how when we replace that idea of light with the word, with the name Jesus, that the things that Jesus does for us as we allow that light, and then it becomes more personal when we stick our names in there and we think, am I allowing Jesus to give me clarity? Am I allowing Jesus to give me awareness? Am I allowing, allowing Jesus to help me in my life and aid me in my life? Am I allowing Jesus to encourage me and grow me and stretch me and you know, make me what he needs to make me? As we have just passed through this Christmas season, as we've celebrated the birth of Jesus, and now, as was said this morning, uh, when Becky was leading us, uh, it's kind of when where the rubber hits the road. It's kind of how, where do we go from here now? How do we, how do we live and how do we deal and how do we move forward from where we've just come? And I think one way is to recognize that Jesus is the light and he wants to be involved in our life. He didn't come just to come. You know, just to come and have a good time. And He came for a purpose. He came to die for you and for me. He came to give us life eternal. But he also came to give us joyous life here as we wait in expectation for what's beyond. Thank you again for allowing me to be part of your lives for these few weeks, a couple of months. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. God is good. You're good. Uh, I expect to hear, and I always do hear good things from Sid when he's, and Julie both when I see him. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you that you are the light, the light that has come into the world. And if we choose to follow that light, we will never walk in darkness again. We've looked at, the, at what light does in the world and what you do as, as, the, as the epitome of that light. And then again, how that reflects in our own lives. I pray that you would just use us. Make us instruments of your love, of your forgiveness, of your peace. Guide us and direct us in these days ahead and be with Julie and Sid as they make that trip down, uh, driving home this next week. Give them traveling mercies, we pray. Bring them back. And just encourage them and the homecoming that will take place next week when they get here. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. Wow, am I as